What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, owner and developer of Ascent-Dental-Solutions with a focus on knowledge, consultation, training, and development. On today's podcast, we're honored to have Mr. Jerry Jones. He's from uh, the Oregon region, and he's been in the dental business for over 20 years and has a fantastic practice out on the West Coast, and he has some novel ideas on how to improve our practices and help develop an outstanding uh, dental mission statement along with a dental organization. Uh, Jerry, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Can you give us a little bit of information and background about yourself? Sure, you bet. Well, it's my pleasure, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, uh, I mean, the, the thumbnail sketches, I've been in dentistry for a little over 20 years. I've owned a dental office for 14, started it from scratch. Uh, no patients, no doctor, no staff, uh, just, a, just a suite full of uh, dental equipment. And so um, I've, I've built a few dental offices over the years and sold a couple. I've built and sold a number of other companies as well, uh, but predominantly my businesses today revolve around the dental industry. So I have a, a company that works with dental practices to increase patient retention and, and patient attraction. So putting new patients in, in the ops, as so to speak. I also have a, a company that uh, that is a dental office franchise business called Wellness Springs Dental, and we're now franchising dental offices in 26 states. So um, I love dentistry. It's pretty clear. I spend my life in it. Um, I, I was at my office today for uh, the usual time. I'm, I'm in my dental office between 30 and 45 minutes a week. Um, I, run the, I run the majority of the business from home. Uh, I've got a great team, and I just stay out of their way, and I let them reach their potential. So uh, that's a quick thumbnail sketch. 
Let me ask you some questions about the franchisee and franchise in general. Is there a, a general plan that differentiates healthcare franchises from other types of franchises? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, I've never had that one before, but that's a good question. Um, yes, I mean, you know, here we are in healthcare, and the delivery of uh, a service in healthcare is such an intimate um, relationship-based. Um, uh, business, if you want to call it that, versus, say, franchising a, a restaurant uh, or purchase. I mean, I just heard today, for example, that uh, I believe it was uh, former Cleveland Browns or Shaquille O'Neal. I can't remember who it was. Um, one of the big basketball players, uh, and I believe it was uh, the, the gentleman. I can't. His name escapes me. But number one of the top players. You're not players talking in the about NBA Michael right Jordan, are you? No, not Michael Jordan. Although he's he's in the re I think he's in the restaurant business as well. But another well-known NBA player just purchased a, a franchise that sells donuts. Um, that's not really a, a high-touch, high-experience uh, business. You're going in to get fat. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, they taste good, and you know people like to eat them. It's not delivery of a healthcare service. So the franchising, the difference between the two is in a franchise is that franchising and healthcare has to maintain that relationship aspect, that relationship component, um, that in a service business, it's, you know, it's nowhere near that deep of a relationship, if you will. So I think there's a big difference between the two. And I don't think um, because one is successful in, you know, franchising a restaurant, they would automatically be successful in franchising in, in the healthcare industry. I think it's a totally different ballgame. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's my opinion. Typically, my experience with franchise is roughly uh, the owner of the franchise is taking between 11 and 14% of profit or gross revenues. Is there a formula that your particular system advocates? Yeah, I mean, we have a, uh, we have a formula, and it's based on a percentage of, um, of income, uh, you know, gross receipts, if you will. So in this case, it's collections and a dental practice. So yeah, the franchise um, in exchange for a percentage of the of the, the gross receipts or or collections, if you will, deposits, um, the franchise provides a, a, a huge number of services. Um, it's not just coaching. It's not just consulting. It's not just here's what you need to do to be successful to attract new patients, or here's what you need to be do to do to retain existing patients. It's it's an incredibly vast offering uh, for franchisees. So uh, the percentage is. Uh, when you begin to compare what a dentist purchases a la carte uh, in, in, you know, in a solo practice, um, I mean, you're probably looking at about a 16 to 20% value uh, versus the, the 8% uh, that our franchise uh, requires for a royalty. So there's a, there's a big spread between, which there should be, a big spread between value received and, and actual cost um, to the franchisee. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a typical formula when it comes to compensation to the franchisor. Uh, the franchisee benefits are, are vast, and we would probably need a full day to go through them all, and that's absolutely no joke. And in your experience, Jerry, about what percentage of the gross revenues or net revenues do you apply towards marketing? Um, that's going to really be dependent a lot upon where that practice, a particular practice is in, the, in its development uh, and its growth curve. If it's a startup practice uh, versus a mature practice versus one that is in a serious growth mode. Um, and, I'll, and I'll cover all three. So uh, startup practice, I mean, we're looking at 
um, depending upon the area, you're looking at a minimum of six to $10,000 a month. The reason why there's no percentages, there's no percentage of collections yet established. So um, you're looking at, you know, six to 10 grand a month and up, depending upon how stiff the competition is. Uh, cost of media, because that varies from market to market, uh, and dental demand. Obviously, the higher de the dental demand, the easier it is to get your ads to work and fill your fill your appointment book. Um, if you're looking at a, uh, a practice that's in hyper growth mode, uh, like mine is right now, we have uh, four doctors and we just added two. So, uh, I mean, I'm spending between 15 and 20 grand a month. Um, I can't tell you what that relates to as a percentage, simply because I'm hamstrung by FTC constraints uh, due to the franchise. So. Um, I can't share revenue numbers uh, with folks any longer uh, at my practice. Um, but, you know, I'm spending, we're spending a, a good amount of money each month to, to drive patients in. And for us, we're looking at, you know, generating anywhere between, well, spending anywhere between $50 and $100 to acquire a new patient. So that's really what, you know, what our formula is. And that, that's dependent upon the media as well. So hyper growth mode, I mean, a person could be spending anywhere from 5% to 15% of collections, just depending upon how how quickly they want to grow and what their budget is. Mature practice, I mean, you really should be able to get by with 5%. I can't imagine uh, dedicating a whole lot more to that, especially if you're focused on internal marketing and referrals, which most dentists claim they are. Uh, most, in fact, have no system in place for it, and they're miserable at, uh, at creating systems and keeping them intact to generate referrals and, and even holding them accountable. So every dentist in America that has a staff of one, two, three, four, or five should be getting one, two, three, or four, five referrals a month from each person. So if you have a staff of 10, you should have 10 referrals a month just from your team alone. I mean, that's not asking a whole lot. I mean, if you're a great dentist, your team loves your, your work, they trust you, uh, why wouldn't they be referring one person a month to you? So very little to ask considering the cost of business cards. In your expertise, Jerry, uh, with the six to $10,000 uh, earmarked for marketing, and I know that's an average depending on the market and the development of the particular practice, uh, what do you find is the most effective means of marketing? Uh, so let's talk, uh, let's talk uh, uh, re retention. Uh, so in other words, uh, keeping patients in the practice, that's going to be the, the least expensive of all, which is just providing a great experience and communicating with them on a regular monthly basis through a printed newsletter. That's number one in my book for retention. Um, number two for patient attraction. Uh, right now, uh, Kevin, I got to tell you, the number one thing that we do in offices all over the United States, from Long Island, New York, to San Diego, California, uh, from uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is all the way up near the Canadian border, all the way down to Sandestin, Florida, uh, we're seeing newspapers and the use of freestanding inserts to be our number one media. And uh, I can cite two cases just in the last week. Uh, Dr. Howard Matt up in uh, Long Island, New York, and Syosset uh, generated um, uh, 15 new patient phone calls the first day his, uh, his newspaper at freestanding insert hit. Um, another doctor in Toledo, Ohio, Dr. Amber Lear, we've generated over 100 phone calls uh, on two different drops of freestanding inserts. And you're looking anywhere between uh, $1,200 per drop to maybe $1,500 or $2,000 per drop. And that drops are relative. I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, a typical newspaper will do a minimum freestanding insertion of, uh, of about 10,000 pieces. The national average is 10 cents a piece for printing and distribution. So you're looking at the cost of $1,000 for 10,000 freestanding inserts distributed and printed. So it's dirt cheap and they're extremely effective. And the best part is nobody wants to do them because everybody thinks all patients live online, which is a bunch of BS um, and we prove it every day. So 
Um, we're killing it with newspapers, and we have been for years. So that's probably uh, one of the best-kept secrets for a new patient attraction in the United States. Uh, Jerry, that's a good segue for me. As you know, I have about 150 employees, 14 offices here in Western Massachusetts, and uh, constantly uh, struggling with the trials and tribulations of owning and running and growing a business successfully. In whether any type of marketing you choose, and right now we're talking about these inserts or drops, obviously, no matter how many calls you get, you have to have an excellently trained and motivated staff. Could you explain uh, in your model how much time is devoted to training, uh, modeling, role-playing, et cetera, et cetera, to convert those phone calls to actual scheduled appointments that keep the appointment and turn into revenue and successful care and treatment? Well, ideally, um, there's initial training for each and, each and every individual that's answering the phone, and that goes for a DA who's cross-training and fills in on occasion, or that goes for a front, uh, a front full-time front office person or an office manager who on occasion answers the phone. So um, all of our employees go through a 10-point phone training system. It's 10 CDs in length. Um, it's part of my ClearPath Society membership for uh, members here at Jerry Jones Direct, um, and they go through that uh, training. Um, they have a workbook to complete. They have a test to take, um, and then by the phone, by each phone in my office is a flip chart uh, that instructs them exactly how to answer the phone and uh, how to build rapport as fast as possible, which means trust uh, with, with the caller, with our guest. Uh, and then uh, from there, uh, each individual is responsible for about an hour of continuing education on, on phone training every month. Um, that does not include, by the way, reviewing the phone calls that come into our office and coaching on, a, on an as-needed basis. So during that month, there may very well be an opportunity of four or five, six calls where we're going to sit down with our front office folks and go, okay, let's listen to this call together. How do you think it went? Where, where were the challenges? Where did you have a problem? Um, and we, we take them through and we coach them on those. Uh, and I got to tell you, if, if any dentist out there is spending any more than a dollar a month on advertising their practice and trying to attract new patients, or gee whiz, just trying to retain the existing patients they have. If they're not training their team on the phones, they might as well just send you and me the check and we'll split the difference. So, I mean, it's just, it's really a waste of money to spend money on marketing and then having people that are not trained answering your phones. And not only that, it's answering your phones before eight, before eight o'clock in the morning. In other words, at seven o'clock, somebody should be ready to answer that phone all the way up until seven or eight o'clock at night. Because right now, with, with the active marketing that we're doing, we have people calling on Saturday, on Sunday, at 7 o'clock at night, at 6.30 in the morning. I want that damn phone answered. I am not spending money for fun. And every dentist in America should be as, 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 as you know, insistent as I am about that process. Because, look, money doesn't grow on trees. It's hard to make money in the dental business. And we shouldn't be pissing our money away through, through advertising that's driving calls that never get answered. Because... I can show I can show studies I can show uh, just data on my own interface here that I'm staring at in my computer screen right now I can show you calls that are not answered that those people do not and they will not call back you get one shot and if you're not answering the phone live as often as you possibly can and spiffing your employees to answer the phone on the weekends just send me your money you know I'll take better care of it uh, than the than the media will uh, I'll take better care of it than your team will uh, because they're not answering the phones. So that's my that's my uh, soapbox moment on on phones and training. Jerry, I had uh, the pleasure to read an excellent article about you in the Profitable Dentist, the fall issue. 
uh, a beautiful article. If uh, the listeners out there haven't received The Profitable Dentist, uh, it's an excellent magazine started by Dr. Woody Oaks and uh, Mr. Steve Parker, uh, two extremely intelligent gentlemen who've worked very hard to improve care and service in the field of dentistry. Uh, can you uh, expound as we get close to ending here on the acronym ACE, A-C-E, and what it means to you and how it's helped your business? Well, we're not talking about card games, are we? No. Um, ACE, this is a this is a take-home for everybody on the, that's listening to the podcast. Um, we're in a sea of sameness right now. Every dental office in the United States looks the same, smells the same, acts the same. And unless you're willing and able and interested in being different, unique, and standing out, you're, you're not going to be attracting the patients that you should be. So there's a reason why corporate dentistry, chain dentistry, whatever label you'd like to put on it, and, and I think it serves a purpose and serves a place. Um, but if you're worried about competing against them, you need to use this, this idea of ACE. So it was developed by a friend of mine, Matt Zagula, a client actually of mine, um, a phenomenal marketer and great salesman. Um, but Matt developed this to differentiate himself in the sea of sameness that he was in. Um, so he was in a very competitive industry. And Matt, Matt realized that there's three things that set people apart. And what it does is it takes you from being a what to a who. Uh, there's a lot of dentists out there. That's the what, Right. Um, but if you want to stand out and be different, you want to be a who you want to be somebody. So ACE gets you there. ACE stands for authority, celebrity, and exclusivity. And the, using the ACE principle, you can differentiate you and your practice from this, you know, from this massive numbers of other dentists and dental practices out there that are competing for your patients or competing for patients. So example, and this is probably the most visible example that everybody on this call uh, or on this podcast will, will understand. And that simply is look at Dr. Oz. Um, Dr. Oz may have incredible clinical skills, but then again, he may be just average uh, as far as physicians go. You and I don't know. Um, but what we do know is that he is somebody that is important. He has, and he has developed a phenomenal practice where there is a waiting list to get in and he's done it through media and through differentiation, he's used and capitalized on the principles of authority, uh, celebrity, and exclusivity. Authority, he's written how many books at this point? I don't even know, two or three or four major, major books. He's on TV constantly. Everybody knows his name. I mean, Oprah essentially made the guy a star. So he, he really has relied on authority. Uh, he's now probably America's top doctor as far as recognition goes. Uh, celebrity. I mean, you know, when you hang out with Oprah and, and uh, you know, the, any of the other stars that are on TV that you have as guests, that builds your your celebrity. Exclusivity, you're not getting to his office unless you got a big fat checkbook or you know somebody. So that is a way to build a practice that is in high demand, can charge whatever it wants, uh, and is never concerned about attracting patients because you're relying on that principle of ACE. And I would, I would let every one of your listeners know, if you want to differentiate, the first thing you can do is write a book. And books are easy. Um, they're a lot easier than you think. Um, I've written, I don't know, seven or eight of them at this point. I don't even know. I've lost track because I don't, I don't really care. But I've written a lot of books. They're not hard to write. Um, and, you know, as long as you write them at the sixth grade level and you have a way to distribute them to get the, you know, to get the books into the hands of potential patients, uh, that's the name of the game. So, I mean, that's ACE. Uh, phenomenal principle if, if folks are willing to tap into it.
Well, Jerry, I can't tell you. I know how busy you are, and I appreciate so much you taking the time uh, for tonight's podcast. Uh, can you allow the listeners uh, how and what is the best way for them to reach you if they have questions or they're interested in your franchise? Sure, you bet. Um, I'm going to give two websites and my email address. I'll give my email address first. It's Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, at jerryjonesdirect.com. And, and by the way, I answer every single email. I get hundreds of emails a day, but I answer every single email. It might take me a few days, but I will always answer. Um, two websites to go check out. If you're interested in patient attraction and retention, uh, go to jerryjonesdirect.com. So in other words, if you want to attract more new patients and keep more in your practice, go to jerryjonesdirect.com. Uh, get on our email list, and you're going to get a bunch of great information from us on a regular basis. Uh, if you're interested in taking your practice to the next level and interested in having someone uh, help you build uh, a series of practices, whether it's one or whether it's 350. My partner actually has 350 healthcare practices around the United States, um, and I've got another partner who has a 26 operatory practice uh, up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, who's absolutely crushing it, doing multiple six figures a month on his own in addition to the three or four dentists he has working there as 26 ops. So we've got some phenomenal systems and a phenomenal leadership team at our Wellness Springs Dental franchise. And you can go to wellnessspringsdental.com, wellnessspringsdental.com uh, to learn more about the franchise. Well, as always the case, I usually always learn a lot when I do these podcasts, and today is no exception. Uh, terrific speaking with you, and thank you so much for volunteering your time and uh, promoting healthcare and dentistry in particular. I wish you the very best, and thank you so much uh, for uh, uh, providing your knowledge and expertise. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, owner and developer of Ascent-Dental Solutions, where the focus is on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. And I'd like to send out a personal thanks to Doug Ferwista, who has promoted and uh, continues to promote the advantageous uh, use of podcasts in healthcare. Uh, thank you, Doug, for your outstanding commitment to uh, education and promoting the betterment of healthcare and in particular dental care. Thanks again for listening. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.